0: Hello, and welcome to Fallen Dragons. Welcome to the conclusion of our Halloween one-shot that turned into at least two, Uh, our playthrough of Call of Cthulhu, The Paper Chase. And as it seems like most one-shots do, we only got about halfway through on Halloween, so we're here tonight to see what happens and see what the final state of our players end up being (laughs) I'm Mike I'll be your lore keeper tonight Um, if you watch the channel at all you know that I run um, our Fallen Dragon D&D game and Now we'll go around and have our players introduce themselves and the characters they're playing tonight. Let's start to Beside Me with Patrick.
1: Hi, I'm Patrick, and I'm playing Professor Mariarchi Triskelt, cool guy, has a sword cane.
0: And a radio show.
1: And a radio talk show.
0: And then we'll go up to
2: Robin. Hi, I'm Robin. I'm playing Josie Glaze. She is a journalist.
0: And then... Over to Josh.
3: Hi, I'm Josh. I'm playing Frederick Allen, an FBI agent, and all-around big guy. Mm-hmm. Totally not uh, not corrupt, no.
1: It's not corrupt if everyone's doing it.
0: <laughs> no, that just means the whole town is shot. That's... <laughs>
4: Um, so
0: as we left you guys last time, you were investigating the robbery and possible disappearance at the Douglas residence. Um, Thomas Douglas had uh, had offered to pay you to recover. Some of his father's and then think of father's I it was his father's.
2: What
0: his It was his uncle. Okay, his uncle, yeah.
2: To
1: Same reco- basic bit.
0: To recover some of his uncle's books. <laughs> and he'd also mentioned that they hadn't seen his uncle for a number of days. Um you had pretty much investigated the estate and not found a lot. Um you had found I don't know A note in the UNCLES study that mentioned something about um, the possibility of going reading at the local cemetery. And I believe when we closed last time You guys were deciding whether you wanted to go to the cemetery or not.
1: Let's go! It sounds amazing! It's an adventure!
2: It's just a cemetery. What could happen?
3: Right. I'm sure there won't be any specters. Halloween's over.
1: (laughs) I mean, now there's bound to be.
0: Halloween's (laughs) never over. Halloween is the one permanent running holiday all year long. It's (laughs) never over. So you do, however, think since Halloween is over The cemetery will be less busy. There won't be teenagers wandering around and such. Which we all know teenagers love to do on Halloween. (laughs) So are you guys going, uh, going to hop in?
1: Hop in the Model D.
0: Hop in Freddy's car and head for the cemetery.
3: Let's go, gang. Might as well. Yep.
2: Okay.
1: Let me grab my ghost hunting kit. Uh, Grab a big bag.
0: in 1923 what does that ghost hunting kit
1: consist of um rope salt um a couple pieces of iron a magnifying glass there is uh is there a tape recorder can there be a tape recorder
3: I don't think there's tape yet. No. I don't think so.
1: How is because, there no tape if they... Okay.
0: Because um, if there was tape recorders, the journalist would have one.
3: Yeah, I think they use phonographs for everything, and that takes a little more effort to record on. I'm not certain, though. And they're not really...
1: Tape recorder was invented in 1886. Oh, wow. Um, When was the portable tape recorder?
0: Yeah. Because the computer was created long before what we knew, but being able to have one and being able to use it was a different thing altogether. Yeah.
3: It's mid-1960s. Philips yeah. introduced the battery compact cassette recorder. Yeah. So, gotta
0: wait another 40 years there, Professor.
3: God,
1: technology is so slow. So I guess a notebook?
3: That makes sense. There you go. Um, a camera? A
0: camera? That's possible.
1: A Polaroid camera? No.
0: That's the mid 60s again. (laughs) Early the mid 60s again, I do believe. 1948,
1: but you were close. 50s? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I remember when I was a little guy in the mid-60s, my dad having a camera and it was big and clunky and,
3: yeah. But it printed out the picture right there.
0: You just had to figure out what the picture was (laughs) of. Because those pictures with the strange shadows in the back <laughs> were really weird. Yeah.
1: Okay, but a camera is totally doable, 1854 yeah. to
0: 1932. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit clunky, so your bag is going to be, you know, you've got a camera, you've got pieces of iron.
3: Your bag's going to be a bit heavy. <laughs>
1: Random brick.
3: (laughs) (laughs) To make the ghost.
0: (laughs) They call you for these weird model photo
3: shoots.
1: (laughs) There's a bag of plastic bags. Because, you know.
3: Oh, (laughs) yes. Cellophane bags. You got to get your bags in your bag. Yep. So,
0: what about the other two of you? What do you bring to this little trek into the
3: graveyard?
2: Well, I've always got my notebook with me anyway, so I'm ready to go. I'll just hop in the car.
3: Yeah, I've got a notebook, I've got my badge, and identification, that kind of stuff. Um, I will not bring my shotgun with me, but I am carrying my handgun because it's just a habit.
2: Yeah, I've got my handgun.
3: I always have that on
2: me too.
3: <laughs> I'm carrying my shillelagh because I take it with me everywhere. I walk with it like it's a cane, but it's just like... Something yeah. my grandfather gave me and said it would keep me out of trouble.
0: Yeah. And the fake gimp gets you more bribes and shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, People... and if they don't get bribed, then I hit them with the cane and. Uh... <laughs> so it
0: comes in handy either way. Yep. <laughs> so, um. Why do you not bring your shotgun with you?
3: Well, I'm just walking into a a graveyard. I think it would be a little weird to carry a shotgun into a graveyard without any knowledge that there's going to be, like, something there.
1: Grave robberies?
3: Yeah. Are you... Okay. It'll be in the back seat of the car, of course, but... Ah.
0: So are you dressed in your regular FBI suit and all this stuff or?
3: Yeah, I'm in I'm in a suit and tie and I've got a nice hat on.
0: You guys It's not actually that late by the time you get there, the sun is just starting to go down, go down over the trees.
3: Don't catch fire.
1: You know,
0: that was, that was the professor's spirit alarm. (laughs) Just as you walked into the graveyard, (laughs) it went off.
1: My spirit detector, it's detecting.
3: Are there spirits here? Oh, it's a graveyard. Of course there are. (laughs) If, If there weren't,
0: then you would start to worry. Yeah. So, um,
1: I think there might be spirits here.
0: <laughs> the spirits question, of
1: the long departed.
0: The question is, are they the ones that have been listening to your radio show?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Huge fans.
0: <laughs> are you sure they're fans? Uh,
1: with this face who could resist <laughs> It's funny because they have a face for radio
0: Um you come into the graveyard being Late evening, the gate is actually unlocked and partially open.
3: Huh. Well, that makes things easy. Um.
0: And as you walk in, um, a man who is just a little bit older than middle age, um, with a lantern in his hand steps out from I am attempting to to find his name now. He is the the caretaker of the
3: cemetery. Oh good.
0: He asked the three of you upon seeing you what are the three of you doing here? And in the middle of the evening, no less.
3: Well, there's a harmless old man who may or may not be on the premises whose uh, family's looking for him. We've been hired to find him.
0: Uh. Um uh, he says, um, by the way, my name is Melodias Jefferson. I have been the caretaker here for twenty years.
3: Wonderful um, to meet you, Melodias.
0: I need one of you to make a charm or persuade roll, whichever you think is better, so that you can see if the caretaker will talk to you.
3: I'm okay at charm and persuade. Is anyone pretty good at it? I'm pretty
2: good at persuade. I've got a fifty. I'm a seventy in persuade.
3: Okay, it's on you. (laughs) Okay. Good luck.
2: Got seventy exactly. Mm
1: Um ties go to the house.
0: Um he, he's a little um should we say uh skeptical when you try to persuade him, but he will talk to you. Um, he says, well, there has been this one old man, it's str- strangest thing I've ever seen.
1: That sounds like our guy.
0: He, c- he walks in, in the late afternoon and sits down by a grave, by a particular gravestone every day across from that mausoleum over there and he points to the right and just sits and reads until dark.
3: And then gets up and leaves. Yep, that's gotta be him.
2: Yeah, that sounds like him. Was he here? Has he been here today? Uh,
0: That's the odd thing. Today's the first day he's missed in a month.
3: Hmm. Maybe we should investigate the mausoleum to see if uh, there's any thing that he left behind that would tell us where he might have gone
1: we should definitely check it
3: all right that
2: sounds good
0: Uh. yes be my guest i'm always here you need anything just holler and he goes back to uh digging weeds and such
3: thank you for your time i say then i uh you know go over to the uh, mausoleum um
0: Um. Uh, as you do, um. You notice that it's old. It's been worn by weather. It's, um.
1: Does it have a name?
0: It doesn't. Or a date? Uh, or if it had a name, it's been worn off. <laughs> hmm.
1: Are there any openings?
0: Well, there are the normal doors. Um, I need... all three of you to make a spot hidden roll or a track roll whichever would be better
3: darn it i got a 35 out of 25 so i'm not doing anything
2: Yeah, I got a ninety
3: four out of twenty fives. So. <laughs> it's all on the well, professor.
1: Wait for it, wait for it. I got a fifty two
0: out of what?
1: Spot hidden, so sixty. Nice.
0: You succeeded.
1: You notice
0: that there are strange looking tracks around the tombstone Uh, that lead over to the mausoleum straight across. Um, They don't look like your average footprints, though. They look like hoof prints.
1: Um, it looks like there was a large pony going over to that, uh, ma- mausoleum. I think we should check it out.
3: All right. Let's open it up. Okay. Okay.
0: Which one of you is going to attempt to open the mausoleum door?
3: Well, I've got a strength of 80, so I think it'll be me.
0: Give me a strength roll to see if you can do it.
3: I rolled a 7.
0: That is an extreme success.
3: You <laughs> grab the door off the hinges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you grab the door and just sling it open. Like it's a regular household door.
3: (laughs) Sometimes I don't know my own strength. Can you
1: open this jar of pickles for me?
3: Sure. 93, I failed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You roll a 99 on that. (laughs) (laughs) The pickle jar. Flies out of your hand and nails Patrick in the back of the head. <laughs> uh, no.
1: Make a constitution save or die.
0: <laughs> I think Patrick would be the only person in recorded history to ever die. ...by being bludgeoned by a jar of pickles.
1: Actually, there was an accident in a pickle factory where... (laughs) ...I mean, like, a box fell on someone.
3: Oh. Looks like we lost Robin real quick. I'll pause, I guess? Or maybe I'll just wait a couple seconds to see if she comes back. Yeah. Why are you raising your hand over and over again?
1: Uh, I. Right.
3: Okay.
0: Is, is that what that is?
3: Yeah, it makes a little noise and puts up a little icon for me. Uh. Alright, I'm gonna pause the recording and we can uh, resume when she comes back.
0: Okay. Hello, we're back. We had a bit of technical difficulty there, but I think everything is okay again. So, uh, when we left a minute ago, you had just thrown the door. Freddie had just thrown the mausoleum door open, yeah, making a lot of noise, and you're probably going to have the caretaker running over in a second to see what the hell that was, but...
1: Dude, you're going to get me thrown out again. again. Again? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> There's it was, a fine degree between archaeology and grave robbing.
0: It was, it was the reason for his fifth divorce. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you guys walk into the, you know, you just thrown the door open. What do you guys do now?
3: Yeah, I I think we'll head in. Just stroll in like nothing happened.
0: Uh, Okay. You walk in. The only light is the small amount of light behind you coming in from where Freddy threw the door open.
3: Oh, I should light a lantern. Do I have, I have a, a lantern? Torch. You have I a pull torch. a
1: torch out of my uh, back and I click it on.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh. It's definitely
1: something I had in there the whole time. <laughs>
0: you do that. and about that time the 3 of you start getting very dizzy it strikes and within a matter of seconds everything goes black and you hit the you hit the ground
1: Yep. Total party kill.
0: <laughs> um let me get back to where that was a second ago.
4: There
0: we go. Um you wake up it's not sunset anymore. It's Night. It is well and truly night. So you've been unconscious for at least a few hours.
1: Mm, What a great nap.
3: I checked that I still have my kidneys.
0: (laughs) From the outside, you can't tell.
3: Oh, good. There's no... Uh, obvious scarring.
0: (laughs) No. You don't notice a large surgery scar, no.
1: (laughs) Nothing that wasn't there before.
3: Uh... Must have been some fumes in this old tomb.
0: So what does the journalist of the group do?
2: Well, I'm not too concerned about my kidneys, but I want to make sure I still have my handgun on me.
0: Oh, your are Everyb- Actually, everybody looks around and their weapons and their belongings are still... everything is laying on the ground next to you where it fell.
3: Oh, good. So I my gun I'm... is still in its holster and such?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um although the professor's walking cane isn't where it would have been had he just dropped it.
1: Uh oh. Where is it? it like roll across the room? Is it up on a shelf?
0: Uh Make me a spot hidden roll. Uh
1: I got an 11
0: out of
1: 60, and then I'm specialized in it, so 80.
0: Wow. Nice.
1: Did I spot it?
0: You definitely spotted it. (laughs) You also spotted what was holding it. Uh Uh-oh. Um. Uh, give me an occult role.
1: Uh oh, where'd my character should go?
0: It not only took your walking stick, it <laughs> took, took your, your whole car- character. <laughs> <laughs> It took all of you.
1: Um, a knowledge cult or a knowledge mythos?
0: Either one. Uh oh. You, you're a professor. Either one.
4: Oh. Uh-oh. What?
1: I don't have Eevee. I thought I had moved something to uh, Cthulhu Mythos.
3: So you have 5% in a cult? Yep. Good luck. Roll a 1. Oh.
1: I got a, a right. four and a one a forty-one?
3: Oof. No, a total of five. Oh.
0: Well. So you know what this thing is. And I will read it to you. Ghoul Dartle loathsome humanoids with rubbery skin, hoof-like feet, canine features, and claws. They speak in what is described as gibberings or meepings. They are often encrusted with grave mold collected as they feed on corpses of the dead. They dwell in in a tunnel system beneath many cities, often centered on graveyards or ancient catacombs. They are known to have commerce with witches and those seeking unspeakable pleasures. Dark lore suggests that it is is possible for a human, who lives among the creatures, to transform into a ghoul over a prolonged period. Hmm. This is what is holding your walking stick. it's sitting right beside you. In fact, if you move to sit up, you'll bump into it.
1: Is it awake?
0: Yes. It's playing with your walking
1: stick. Um... Well, hi there. And I guess I grab the hilt of the walking stick and pull the sword out.
0: <laughs> it gives you this somewhat confused look. Um, I need sanity rolls from all of you. None of you have ever seen anything that looks vaguely like this. Eighty-six <laughs> out of what?
1: I don't know.
2: How 80, much? 82 out of 80. Uh,
0: you take 1 point of sanity loss.
3: I got a 41 out of 40.
0: You also take one point of sanity loss.
1: lot. Uh, I, I I'm out of 80. So.
3: Oh so you're fine so I, I think Paranormal things that
0: this is surprising, but it's you know it's not shocking, basically. The two of you, however, are seriously uh, freaked out by that thing. Yeah, basically. And the fact that it's playing tug of war with a professor's walking stick only makes it even more strange.
4: And
2: I don't believe in shit like this, so, like, <laughs> seeing it for myself, I'm not too happy to know that it actually is there. Yeah.
3: I totally believe in this and think that the best course of action is to shoot it.
1: <laughs> a fine specimen of the gulithicus Ithicus.
0: So... The professor
1: at me.
0: Professor, the, professor, the professor's trying to bullshit his way, way through this. because Even though he deals in such things, he's never actually seen one. Um so does Freddie like
3: pull his gun? Yeah, how far am I from it? I'd say... It's sitting
0: next to the professor.
3: (laughs) So like, four or five feet from it? Yeah. Okay, so I get a bonus dive to shoot at it. And I'll, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna unload my gun into it. So, I guess that's like three shots with the penalty, but I've got a bonus die, so I guess I should just roll them normally? Yep. Okay. Got a 24 out of 40. Okay.
0: That hits.
3: And then a 34 out of 40. That hits. And then a 77 out of 40, so that one doesn't.
0: The third one goes strangely
3: wide. Well, I'm a little shaken right now, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, So that's d10 damage for each shot. Right.
0: Alright,
3: so that's two, and then nine, so eleven total. But I'm sure it's, you know, got magical armor or whatever, because it's a horrible monster. And I'm just screaming as I do this, of course.
0: Uh
4: okay one second.
3: The caretaker didn't come to us before. He's coming now. (laughs) Or running.
0: Um...
3: Yes, that's total, not all at once, so
0: yeah. Um, Uh, friendly. So two out of the three bullets hit him and it does 11 points of damage. You see him fall to the ground or slump over almost dead.
1: As it slumps over almost dead, does my sword come free of the scabbard? Yeah. I stab it.
0: Uh, give me a, that would be a.
3: Brawl, uh, fighting brawl?
0: Yeah, a fighting brawl roll, so. Roll your brawl under your brawl number.
1: I got an eighty one. Ah, out of forty,
0: you missed.
3: You may not be shaken by this, but you definitely aren't ready to stab. <laughs> So what
0: is the, uh, seeing all of this commotion and seeing the creature slump over, what does the journalist do? Um, It
2: is slumped over. Can I tell it's still alive? Yes. All right, then I guess I will fun, fumble my handgun out and try to take a shot at it. Oh. Uh, 51 out of 40, I missed. You fail. <laughs> um,
0: at this point, The ghoul attempts to crawl behind the professor for cover.
3: Probably a good plan. What do you guys do?
1: I roll out of the way.
3: Okay. I pick up my uh, shillelagh and uh, just run over and bonk it. (laughs) Give me a brawl
0: roll and see if your grandfather's gift actually does you any good. Ninety three. Oh. oh, I, I was hoping. I was hoping for ninety nine. <laughs> I want. I wanted you to botch. You know, like <laughs> hit yourself in the head with your grandfather's gift. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. Okay. So, uh, the professor had rolled out of the way. Um, the ghoul was still breathing, but barely.
1: I guess I try and smack it again.
3: It only just now occurs to me that this might be a man in a costume. And I should probably stop trying to kill it until I figure that out.
0: Um... This is definitely... Definitely not a costume.
3: I don't know, I've seen some really good videos. Like, uh, Um, some... Some hilarious, uh... Stuff with trains coming at you from... You know the the projector. It's amazing what they can do these days. So
0: here, with Freddy saying that, what does the professor do? I stab it. Okay. <laughs> Give me a prom roll.
1: Working on it. Uh, forty-six out of sixty.
0: You stab it.
1: I, I don't know how much a stabbing does.
3: Um, I think it's like D eight, unless it's it a does, knife, then it's D four.
0: It doesn't matter. You did eleven to him. He only had twelve to begin
3: with. Oh, I'm so, tougher than a ghoul.
0: <laughs> so, so when you stab him it kills him damage so are any of the three of you going to examine this creature
3: Definitely.
2: I'm not getting near that thing <laughs> I start
1: to dissect it with my sword
3: I poke it with a stick for sure <laughs> now there's something you're is good
0: for. Yeah. Uh you notice something. When you move away some of the sludge and grave moss and such off of the face of this creature, you realize that it's actually Douglas. Kimball.
3: Ah, shoot. And what are we were looking for.
0: Yeah, and it's not a costume.
3: Oh, so it is a monster. It's just the guy. The guy was a monster. Well. Or turned into a monster.
2: Yeah, he became one at some point.
3: Um. And with that,
0: we move to the conclusion of this module, because you have definitely found who you were looking for. Uh
3: (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, I mean, no cops are going to convict us for killing a monster. Oh,
0: Oh, by the way, with
3: the shocking...
0: uh realization that this is actually Douglas Kimball. I need all of you to give me sanity rolls. (laughs)
3: 95. Out of what? 40, or 39 now. I got a 53. 56 out of 79. Y'all are so, insane. <laughs> so, uh,
0: the journalist is okay. The professor, you got a what? All uh, right,
1: a 53 out of 80.
0: Uh, you're fine. Freddie, however, takes six points of sanity loss and goes temporarily insane and just sort of sits slumps down against the wall of the mausoleum and goes I'm an FBI agent. I don't randomly kill people I, I'm looking for.
1: This was the man I was supposed to serve and protect.
0: And you basically lose it for a while.
1: I pat him on the back and I'm like, good job man. You, you killed the <laughs> crap out of that ghoul.
2: Uh, and <laughs> no. i to go over and tell him, look, it's not like any of us could have known that he would be that. So it's not really your
3: fault. I mean... He didn't even attack us. What now, did I do? He, he was sitting there next to the professor,
0: playing with the professor's cane and all he was doing. And you could have actually spoken to him. He would have talked to you
1: yeah we maybe should have tried to communicate with the the horrible <laughs> monster. Of
2: course, what you guys what we're not thinking about is how did he become that because
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hanging out around that. So presumably he's been hanging out in the cemetery every day. Oh crap, we're surrounded by ghouls.
0: Uh. (laughs) 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 Professor, give me a dodge roll.
1: Uh, Seventy. I don't
4: know. I don't. I
1: I don't think I took to dodge. <laughs> Half dex. <clears throat> Twenty five. You
0: f- <laughs> fail miserably on your die
3: roll. Uh, now.
1: It's right behind me, isn't it?
3: Not anymore, now it's on top of you. <laughs> you turn, you feel
0: something the back of your neck, like the hair on the back of your neck starts to stand up. But you turn your head and nothing's there. Uh, wait. Uh. Uh. Um,
4: attack, um,
0: After you look around you and don't see anything, you feel a very sharp pain in your head. You take four points of psychic damage.
1: Ah, my head.
0: And at this point is when uh, the caretaker appears.
1: I knew he was evil.
0: He, he's carrying a shovel, um, he's, he's the which coolest. he was in fact carrying earlier. But he looks a bit different now. He looks halfway between what he looked like earlier and what Douglas Kimball looked like when you killed him. But uh, as I said, unlike Douglas Kimball, the caretaker's carrying a shovel. (laughs)
1: It it doesn't have to go down this way, man. We We can walk away, and they'll never know that you are what you are. Who would believe us?
3: Who would believe anything? We just shot a man dead.
0: Freddy? Make me a die roll.
3: 50 even out of 50.
0: As you're sitting on the ground you feel the same feeling that the professor felt on the back of his neck and your FBI instincts kick in and you roll on the ground out of the way. As this shadow is now standing where you stood.
3: That's creepy.
0: Or where you sat. And it raised the hand and Motions for the caretaker to come in. Josie, you being a journalist, What? Give me a spot hidden rule.
2: Uh,
0: Thirty six out of twenty five. Okay. Uh, do you want to use any luck by chance? Uh, sure. So, what? That's eleven. 11- Mark off 11 points of luck. Okay. You see something behind you. It looks like a very crudely dug tunnel. You don't know where it leads. You just You've just spotted a tunnel behind you. The three of you were so busy with the ghoul that you didn't bother to notice before.
1: To be fair, it was distracting.
0: So this is the scene. You have a shadow standing four feet from you. You have a half ghoul caretaker walking into the door of the mausoleum and you have a tunnel behind you that you don't know where it goes or what's in it. What do you want to do?
2: I asked the professor if I can borrow his torch and I shine it into the tunnel and see if we can see anything down there.
1: For I lend here hear my the, torch.
0: For as far as the torch light goes, you don't see anything. It's a very crudely hand-dug tunnel.
2: Can I use listen and see if I can hear anything in there?
0: If you want to get close to the opening and try it, yeah.
2: Okay, I'll do that. Uh, And 62 out of 40, so obviously I do not hear anything.
4: (laughs) You don't.
0: Are you going to mention to your two comrades that you found a tunnel.
2: Yes. Well, I mentioned that when I asked to borrow his torch.
0: True. So what are the three of you thinking of doing?
3: Uh, well, Freddy's just gonna book it towards the tunnel because he's out of this place. He doesn't want to be anywhere near here anymore and he definitely doesn't want to tangle with another person, especially another ghoul. So.
1: Well, I take off after that guy.
0: Okay. So you rush past Josie and head down the tunnel. (laughs) What does the professor do? I follow him. So, okay. And I take it Josie follows the professor? Well,
2: if we want to get out of here, isn't the front door of the mausoleum a better choice? Or is the half goal in front of the door? Like between us and the door? He's between you and the front door. Okay, then... Then I guess the tunnel's the lesser of two evils at this point, as far as we can tell.
0: He walked in the front door. Okay,
2: then yes, I'll follow the other two into the tunnel.
0: Okay. So, You get, you head down into the crudely made tunnel and you hear what sounds like hooves behind you, but it's one huff and then a dragging noise And you realize that the caretaker is coming into the mausoleum and quite possibly headed down the tunnel behind you.
1: Uh Uh-oh, we didn't think about that. What if this doesn't go anywhere?
3: Then we turn and shoot him. Well, you guys do. I'm not shooting anyone else anymore.
1: Well, then give me the gun.
3: (laughs) So do you give the
0: professor your gun? Yep. Oh,
2: by the way...
1: Wait, I don't know how to shoot.
2: (laughs) I knew I should have taken my chances running for the door of the mausoleum.
0: (laughs) By the way... I need all of you to give me another sanity check. Of course, you do. (laughs) For when the half ghoul caretaker walked
3: into the front door. Hey, 25. I actually passed this one.
2: 73 out of
0: 79. You take one point of sanity loss.
3: Oh, even with the pass?
0: No, it's talking to Robin.
3: Oh, she got 73 out of 79, so she passed by...
0: Oh, okay, six. yeah, you passed. I thought, okay. it was, thought it was the other way. No. Uh, what the professor get? Patrick?
1: Oh, I got a 74.
0: Out of what? By 80. 80. Your, your sanity level, lady,
1: has been the whole time.
0: Okay. So. I
1: mean, it doesn't go down if I don't fail, right?
0: Yeah, I guess after seeing Douglas, seeing the half ghoul caretaker is like, well,
4: <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: So, um, <gasps> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: So, the, the three of you rushed down this fairly cramped, handmade tunnel uh, not knowing where it goes or what's down, what could be down here.
1: Probably what's bucks. the worst that it could be?
2: <laughs> you don't want to ask that question. <laughs>
1: I'm sure this is a perfectly innocent tunnel that goes to perfectly innocent places. I bet some kids dug it to go to their fort.
0: (laughs) So, you make your way down. and you come to a partially built levee-like barrier. I'd say it was about three feet tall. The tunnel, by the way, is tall enough for all of you to comfortably stand in. But what you now see in front of you is a three-foot dirt barrier. What do you do?
1: I guess I start to climb up it.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, what would that be? Give me a strength roll. To see if you manage to do
3: that. Two.
0: Even though you're not quite as mentally stable as you were when this started, you are still a large, strong, trained person. Yeah. (laughs) And you make... You make it over this webby quite easily. I got a 48
1: out of 50.
0: You struggle, but you make it over.
3: Yeah, I'll help, I'll help them up. <laughs>
2: uh, I just failed it. got a 46 out of 40.
1: <laughs> Quick, give me your hand. We're on a three foot light. Uh,
0: you can give you can give six points of luck to make a success and make it over. Okay, I will do that. So you mark off six points of luck,
3: or you could push it and uh, roll yeah. again. And uh, if you fail, then you get a bad fail. Yeah, yeah I'll use my luck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And upon making it over the levee, I need all three of you to give me a sanity check.
3: Oh no. All right. 77
2: out of 33. Ouch. 69 out of 79.
0: For somebody who doesn't believe in any of this stuff. I'm t- handling it rolling back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about the professor? Nine. 90 out of what? 80?
1: No, no, no. Nine.
0: Nine out of 80. Okay. <laughs> uh, all the professor's thinking of at this point is it's... This is going to make a hell of an episode for his radio uh, uh, over the weekend. Maybe a two-parter, actually. <laughs> so uh, how
3: many points of sanity do I lose again?
0: God, six. <laughs> 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 and you just sort of slump uh, against the levy because this is what the three of you see. It's almost looks like a makeshift dining room. There's a large crate in the center with three crates sitting around it.
4: There's food
0: on plates on the large crate. What you see is at the head of the table, shall we say, you see a person in a in tattered, torn black pants, a stained, red and black plaid shirt with a trucker cap on his head. But you see skin sloughing off of his face and his arms. And next to him You see a girl who's dressed not that much different than what you are, Josie. She's blonde. She's got her hair pulled back in a ponytail, but she too is losing skin. Chunks are sloughing off. But the strangest thing, if that's not strange enough, is you see two other creatures on the bench, on the crate next to them, which which the same effect is happening to. One is a bear, a full-size bear okay oh, and one is a raccoon okay and from the stories that the professor told on his radio show these are zombies Josie is wondering to herself at this point. How am I handling this better than the FBI agent?
3: <laughs> Look, I think I, I, like I keep
2: my telling life. myself that's not really real. That this, there's got to be a rational explanation for this.
3: I like but my there, life. Is, there is or
2: not, there's got to be.
3: I like my booze. I like my time with my wife. I like all of my life. I don't like any of this. <laughs>
0: I guess you weren't trained to handle this in the academy. No way.
2: (laughs) There has, there's got to be some rational explanation for this. Upon
0: seeing this, how does the professor react to it?
1: The rational explanation is that it's irrational. The world is ending. Ragnarok has come!
0: And this is the professor when he, the his, <laughs> when he made his, when he made his stand That's
2: encouraging.
0: <laughs> Do you actually say that out loud? Yeah. The guy and the girl and the bear and the raccoon all turn Upon hearing this loud voice,
1: I mean, no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's too late. Uh, the, the four of them turn and they see the two of you standing there and they see Freddy, sort of sitting there half slumped over with his head in his hands, <laughs> and they slowly get up the way zombies do, and they slowly start to move towards you. <laughs> what do the three of you do?
1: Uh, does it look like there's a way out, or we way past them? There's...
0: ...nothing... ...past them. It's solid dirt wall behind them.
1: Shoot. Okay, we're outnumbered. We're going back the other way.
3: Yep. Alright. Four versus two better to go the other way.
0: Especially when one's a full-grown zombie bear. Yeah. Uh, Which I would almost want to see but not really.
1: Uh, Zombie bear, care bear stare.
0: (laughs) Care bear gone bad. Very bad.
1: Don't care, babe.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> so, uh, the three of you are standing, and um, two of you are standing, and Freddy is sitting against this dirt wall, and. I'd say the four of them are maybe 10 feet from you. So I need strength checks from all three of you to see if you can make it back over the wall. 32 out of 40. The journalist is just, you know, she's, she's just having a blast because this is the first real story she's ever been on and she just, you know, she's just loving this shit. Uh,
3: what? Oh, uh, 73 out of 80. So just barely.
0: So Freddie, uh, shakes him shakes it off enough to clamber over the wall. How about the professor?
1: I got a 60 out of 50 and I'll burn 10 luck to get over the wall.
0: Okay, that works. So you are now over the wall and oddly enough, as you look back, the zombie couple and their pets turn around and sit back down and go back to having their dinner. They built the retaining wall and it's their safety wall. If anything comes into past that, they attack. If, As long as everything leaves them alone, they're fine. So you guys head back up the tunnel to the main mausoleum room. Um... There's actually nothing here. The, the caretaker got tired of waiting for you and went back to digging weeds
3: and such. The ghost thing decided to leave too?
0: There was nothing left for it too draw energy from, so it went back to wherever it lives.
1: Okay, let's get to that shotgun.
0: (laughs) So you think as long as you don't hang around, it might not come back?
3: Specters. I knew there would be specters. I said so, right? Well, the doorway is clear
2: now. We can get the hell out of here.
3: Let's go.
0: So you rush out of the doorway. You run to the gate as fast as you can move. The caretaker is back in the original place where you where he welcomed you to the graveyard, except now he's a fool, ghoul. And he sees you run past and he picks up his shovel and waves it at you as you run past him and-
3: I wave my stick at him as I run past him. (laughs) In the
0: Freddie's car.
1: Jump into the window. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is there windows on a Model D anyway?
3: Yeah, there's windows on a model. they wait, I think.
0: I think it's just I think the sides are just open above the doors. Uh if I'm Oh thinking. yeah, you're right. There are no windows, so the professor just dives through the opening between the door and the rag top and lands with a thud on the back floorboard because he's just, he, <laughs> so he lands on the floor. Uh, Josie gets in beside Freddie because that's now her favorite spot in the car because she's been there four or five times now.
3: Um, With a shaky hand, I start up the car and uh, get us moving the hell out of here. Um.
0: So, um n- now I will go back to the conclusion of this thing. Um uh,
4: uh, not there yet.
0: Okay uh, so you don't bother to um you leave the mausoleum with the doors wide with the door wide open where Freddie just you know, practically destroyed it. Um, So you head back to the uh, Kimball estate and Thomas is waiting for you um
4: and he
0: welcomes you into the house and you sit in the sitting room and he offers you tea and snacks and You know, even though it's early, early, early in the morning, like before sunrise. So who wants to tell him what happened?
3: I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I saw.
1: Uh, Things happened, stuff was seen.
3: Let the journo tell the story.
0: This isn't telling me whether you found my uncle or
2: not.
3: Well, about that,
2: the good news is we found him. Uh, The bad news is we found him.
0: He looks at you completely confused. He's like, what?
2: He wasn't exactly him anymore when we found him. I... he... The professor would probably be able to explain this better, but he had turned into some graveyard thing.
3: He had hooves, man. Hooves.
2: And he's not the only one. The caretaker of the graveyard turned into one of those things, too. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy to me, but that's what happened.
3: There was this bear? The zombie bear. Yeah.
0: And are you going to tell him that what you guys did to his uncle?
3: Well, I think he was already dead, but we shot him, man. Shot him like three times. <laughs> and then this guy stabbed him? I mean...
1: He was already gone. It was too late for him. I could tell because I knew about ghouls. Do you want to know all about him? I can tell you all about him. You want to hear all about him, don't you?
0: At, the, at this time of the morning, I think we will uh, <laughs> forego on the dissertation of ghouls.
1: I have a twelve-page lecture. It will only take a minute.
0: And maybe another time. Um.
1: I'll send you my paper.
0: Okay. And he is extremely reluctant, but gives you each the ten dollars that he. I promise to give you...
3: $10 for a man's life. Is that really what it's worth these days?
1: Blood money. You shouldn't take it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, here. Here, you take it. You need it more, man.
1: I I take it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Your...
0: Your wife... Had better not find out about that.
3: My wife had better not find out that I shot (laughs) a ghoul to death. She'd be pretty confused.
0: Well, yeah, that too, but you just gave away her next. 200 bucks. Her next shopping trip.
3: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, I make enough in bribes. It's fine. I mean consideration.
0: You uh, uh, and that is basically the end of the adventure. Um, for those of you who've run paper chase before? Yes, I did something completely different near the end of it because once they killed Douglas, I had to go somewhere with it. Uh, Because the way this works, the way the paper chase works, once you kill Douglas, if you do, the module ends. Uh, I didn't want it to quite end yet. And you hadn't uh, noticed the tunnel. The, The zombie trucker, his girlfriend, And the bear and the raccoon come from, uh, one of the other adventures in this book. I just, I just pulled them from it. It's like, okay, you find the tunnel. This is what you find when you get down there. Um. But as a reward along with your ten dollars that you got from the uh Thomas Kimball uh, You I need all three of you um uh, To look at your sheet and look at the skills that you successfully used. That means if you made a roll on that skill. And it was a success. Wait, what? You look at your skill list. Any skill that you used that that you rolled the success on.
1: Hmm, I guess I... Should have kept track of the skill rolls I was making.
0: There's a place where, on your sheet, where you can check them off if you make a success. I do believe.
1: I think oh, the is only that. One, what that's for?
3: The only one I succeeded on was shooting a man. <laughs> yeah.
1: I succeeded on fighting on spot hidden on that occult roll. That's true. Uh. MVP. (laughs)
0: Uh. (laughs) So now... For the one you've succeeded on, I need you to roll a D10. Okay. 10
3: for my shooting thing. Six.
0: So you add
3: six points to that skill. Okay. Do I add ten points to shooting? If you rolled the ten? Yep. Great. (laughs) The thing he never wants to do again, he just got way better at.
0: Uh, How about the professor?
1: I got a nine, a seven, a five, and a three.
0: Add those to the skills. You are now that much better at those skills. Um...
3: Yeah, the only other stuff I rolled was like strength and sanity and those don't get better that way.
4: No. Mm.
0: I have an idea, but I will let you decide. Uh Josh. Okay. How un- how truly unstable did this make Freddy?
3: So he is currently at 27 out of 40 sanity. So he's pretty far gone, but he's not like...
0: He's like just above half. Yeah. Um... Do you think Freddy would have the presence of mind to check himself maybe into Arkham asylum because of this or let's see do you think it's not quite that bad
3: I'll roll his current sanity to see if he's sane enough to check himself in <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah do you- rolled a three. So, yes, he's smart enough, or sane enough to check himself in. So... Do you think he would do that? Oh, yeah. After seeing all that shit?
0: <laughs> so... Does he try to explain to his wife... what he, happened, or...?
3: He says that while he was on a case, he shot a man. And he needs to take some time to uh, get his head on straight again. And this is like the golden era of like insane asylums, so... Yeah. Uh, he can go to a really rich-ass one. And <laughs> well. That's what Arkham is. It's the richest one in the, in the uh, area.
0: Actually, that's true. Um, so that's what Freddie does at the end of this. Um, what does the professor do after this?
1: I guess I go prepare for my radio show. (laughs) Like
0: nothing ever happened?
1: Well, I'm writing up about all the ghouls and stuff.
0: So you're you're going to tell this story to all your radio fans and such? Yes. And how about Josie?
2: Well, I'm going to write up an expose on the uh, cemetery over here to submit to my editor.
0: And do you have any thoughts? that what your editor's going to think of this.
2: Well I'm gonna try to put a not too occult spin on it, but I'm just gonna say like there's weird shit happening <laughs> at the cemetery basically.
3: I mean ghouls eat human flesh so you could say that the caretaker's been eating people.
4: Yeah something like that. <laughs>
0: And so, after this, you know that you can never go back to the society beat, (laughs) the (laughs) newspaper put you on to begin with because whether you believe it or not, you know that there's something more out there than fancy dresses and bachelor you know.
2: Right, this is what I was looking for, the real story.
0: High society bachelorette parties and all this sort of goo. So what are you gonna do if the your editor wants to put you back on that? Because he's likely to after seeing the story, (laughs)
2: right out. Well, then I guess that I would be looking for another newspaper to work for. (laughs) Because he's not going to believe
0: this any more than you do. Uh, Well, uh, that's what our characters do after the wonderful adventure that just went on. Um, what did you guys think of your first, uh, trip into Call of Cthulhu?
3: Definitely need to make sure that you have a high sanity to start with.
0: <laughs> you know what? Most people's sanity level that I see on games start at... What? 40 to 45.
3: Yeah, I got I had a forty, and it really, uh it really didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: just, I started with eighty. <laughs>
0: well, even if you put it on eighty, depending on how badly you roll, you can you can still mess yourself up.
4: I'm kind
2: of surprised we all made it out alive.
0: <laughs> if you would have. Turned on the zombies, you wouldn't have. Yeah,
2: we were smart enough not to do that. (laughs) The
0: the zombie grizzly bear would have, like, yeah.
2: Yeah, nobody's gonna see a zombie grizzly bear and say, I'm gonna fight that thing. Mm -mm. (laughs) You would have been the latest
0: thing on the crate (laughs) for dinner. But With Freddy ending up in Arkham Asylum, do you want me to work up something on that?
3: Sure, that would be interesting.
0: Would you guys like to wander into Arkham Asylum and see to, quote, break Freddy up and see if you make it or not?
2: That could be
1: interesting.
0: What about you, Patrick? Sure. Because we could do that, too. In fact, we were talking about a holiday thing.
3: Merry Christmas, you're going to Arkham.
0: (laughs) You want to break Freddy out (laughs) for Christmas? (laughs)
1: Yeah, that sounds like a good way to do it.
0: His, his, see, his, what I'm thinking right off the top of my head is Freddie checked himself in, but they won't let him check out.
4: <laughs>
0: and uh his wife wants him home for Christmas. And so... She gets a hold of you two <laughs> to try and get him out.
2: We can enlist her help and like all of us, she can join us in trying to break it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and your wife ends up seeing why you checked yourself in the ArcoLap.
3: Now Gertie has a really high power insanity, so she's definitely the sane one in the relationship. So that'd be kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> See if it holds? Yeah. Uh, and 1920's Insane asylums, I wouldn't even need Cthulhu monsters to yeah. drive you guys crazy. <laughs>
4: Right. I've
0: seen documentaries on those places. <laughs> that stuff is nasty.
3: At least it's pre-lobotomy. Yeah. But it I... isn't pre-electric. Try uh, they're electroconvulsive. So no.
0: <laughs> and I could the add... I could edge the lobotomy a little bit. And, <laughs> uh, but,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> combine those with a couple of Cthulhu doctors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, this Sunday before Christmas, sure. If we're uh, all, as
2: far as I know,
3: if we're all still gonna be around, I will be. That'll be the uh, the nineteenth. Should
2: be the nineteenth.
3: Okay. Yep.
0: What kind of plans do you have for Christmas, Patrick?
4: I don't know. <laughs> I don't plan plan, that far ahead.
0: Yeah. So we're we're thinking the 19th of December. It's the Sunday before Christmas. If you're going to be here. Or if you're going to be computerly accessible at that point.
1: I should be. Probably.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, you'll probably be working that day. Are you kidding? They'll have him working on Christmas.
0: (laughs) The advantage you have, Josh, is school will be out by then. Yep. You won't be going to school by then. You'll be on Christmas break. It'll be great. Whether you survive Christmas break to go back to next semester <laughs> <laughs> mentally stable is another question. But yeah, we'll have fun with that.
3: Especially because I'll have a roommate then, so that'll be interesting.
0: Oh, you will, Willie. You? Yeah, you got somebody moving into here.
3: Uh, my. uh My ex is coming back to stay for a little while, and then she'll be leaving again.
0: You mentioned that, yeah. So so you can go mentally unstable on your ex roommate. That'd be cool. Yeah. (laughs) She'll be rushing back out of the country quicker than she thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, you'll probably have to edit a bunch of this. Good.
4: Yeah.
0: Don't know,
3: don't know that you want this on YouTube. It hey, don't bother me. So uh, yeah. anyway, please like and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Catch us on Twitter. Go to our Discord. All of them are on the screen. Yeah. And we're working. Uh, Mike is working on getting the anchor set up again.
0: Yeah, I may have to redo that whole thing. I'm not sure how that's gonna go. Okay. But uh, I am working on it. We will have some semblance of a podcast All as right. soon as I can. Um. Mm. Anything else?
3: people need to know. Uh, catch us next time for Fallen Dragons, of course. Yep. And, yeah.
0: And be sure to watch this and uh, of Gunpowder and Brass when they show up on the YouTube channel.
3: Yeah, if you haven't seen the of Gunpowder and Brass, it was really good. They got to kill some works.
0: We had two combats on that. Mm -hmm. Two combats in one episode is rare. That was
3: Yeah. You had really lucky rolls or unlucky or I'm not really sure which.
2: (laughs) Well, we survived. So we'll go with lucky.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now we just have to see what we were lucky. Enough to wander into, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> those were random encounters. So yeah. <laughs> who knows?
3: All right. So uh, it's been. See you next time. Yeah. See you next time. Have a wonderful evening and uh, think spooky Cthulhu thoughts. Yeah. Bye. Bye. bye.